I'm my, not on drugs. I'm not drunk. It's early break with Zip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in. Early break on the ticket. Nick Sainert filling in for Jake Sorensen today. Bill's back. Bill is back as well this morning. Steve Sipple between us. Hour number one sponsored by Gaina the Trucking. Sipple sandwich. <laughs> check check out the Check out You're job full openings. of bologna. Gainatrucking.com. White or wheat? <laughs> I prefer white. I do too. Do you? Uh, That's good. You know what though? I smelled I smelled rye bread the other day. Ew. That's oh you didn't like it? I like the smell. I, I, I enjoy rye when bread. I, too, when I, I was like, hmm. I don't ever buy it, but mm-hmm. I was like, whoa wow. I've had some sandwiches on rye. It's like yeah. well, that's pretty good. Okay. Not yeah. too shabby. With that being said, <laughs> a marble rye. We're, we're gonna completely pivot. Pivot. Away, pivot. A, away from rye bread and, and bring in Sean <laughs> Callahan of Husker Online. Uh, as as Sean, it's it's national signing day and nobody's really talking about it. This is kind of just the new norm. That the second the the original signing day just kind of goes by without anybody really doing anything about it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, what what today is is this kind of a day? Yeah, you might find a guy late. Um, I, I think it's big at places like Alabama, Arizona, Washington, maybe Michigan, um, but pl- places that have had coaching changes. Okay. Um, you know, like today, the the guy that Nebraska is probably going to land and sign as a true signee is Keona Wilhite and. He was signed with Washington, and then when DeBoer left to go to Alabama, he was released from his letter of intent, um, and, and Nebraska was able to, uh, to go. They haven't got him yet officially, but it looks very promising that they'll get him. Um, you know, if you're trying to connect the dots here, Nebraska's <coughs> press conference was originally going to be at 11 a.m. today. Uh, they pushed that forward to 3 o'clock. Uh, Keona Wilhite will make his un- public announcement today around 2.30. <laughs> so um, I think it looks pretty good for Nebraska, Keona Wilhite. Uh, but you're right, there, there's not a lot there. There's some walk-ons that they're going to announce. Uh, but, mm. you know, this this is not the day that it once was where um, coaches like Bill Bush used to make a living on the February signing day. Yeah, yeah that, it, it, Sean, it was it was better times. <laughs> it was better times. It was Because just think about this, your signing date you. this year – there was teams signing kids, and they had bowl games that day. And so it was just for, for the media, for everyone, right, Sean? It was just so much better that the lead-up to it, everything with it. The, the, the day wasn't an event for the staff. I mean, you're in at 5 o'clock in the morning uh, for East Coast guys. When their stuff going to come in at 7, there was usually a breakfast available. Catered? Catered, yes, catered breakfast. But it, it was better times. And then, the, the, then there also, remember, Sean, I'm sure you you covered those also, but there'd be huge events. We'd go to Omaha, then the next day, like on Thursday in Lincoln, we'd have big events, and people hadn't even seen these kids yet, and so they the would Omaha show. Omaha dinner used to draw 1,200 people. 1,200 wow. people sold out. Incredible event, cocktail hour. Every every coach got up and talked. It was better times. It was like it was like Sinatra, better times. Sammy Davis, yes, the Rat Pack, the Rat Pack. Now, uh, Sean, I guess ahead, to, on a, in addition to that. What is the the solution? If there is a solution on how we should change the schedule, should we leave the schedule in the calendar how it is, where there's one in December and then one a couple months later in February? Is there any way to, I guess, combat this? Not not even an issue, but just this conversation. Because I was looking through the on three rankings the other day, and there's only four top fifty guys that are going to be signing a national letter of intent today. 
Yeah, I, I think if anything, um, the December one is the one that you've got to adjust. I, I, I think you have to do maybe one in August and then keep a February one for coaching change situations that are happening right now. But most of recruiting has been pushed up. So we've already seen the 25 cycle start in January. Uh, teams, you know, if there, there's been two or three or four good weekends where they began their 25 recruiting with junior days. Coaches for the first time ever can physically hold meetings with 2025 prospects off campus. Uh, it's not technically an in-home, but they can at least meet with them and actually spend hours with them talking, um, and their parents could come to the school if they wanted to. Um, so that that's different. Um, in March and April, all these 25 prospects will take visits on their own dime and go all around the country, um, You know, and some can start taking official visits in April, May, and June. Um, so a lot of kids will make their decisions by July 4th. Um, so to me, it makes the most sense down the road, you know, put the earlier signing day closer to the start of the football season before these kids start playing, let them sign in August. Uh-huh. That way December doesn't turn into – because you think about it, if you're a playoff coach right now, you could have three or four additional games. And we saw how stressful that was this year uh, for a lot of coaches. I mean, you, you heard um, Hugh Freeze say he hardly even watched any Maryland film because he had to finish out signing day for their bowl game. They got beat. Well, that's not going to fly in the playoff. Like you have to focus on that. So it wouldn't surprise me if over time we go to a model where um, they sign before the start of the season and then they, they let the coaches worry about their transfer portal and their own roster in December um, and, and, and not make it so chaotic where you have to sign and make sure your kids all sign in December while you're getting ready for possibly three or four playoff games. Sean, I don't, I don't want to always be the contrary and which I, tend to be but in august would there be an issue with coach and bill would understand this coaching staff's getting ready for the season and oh by the way we got to do we're gonna we're gonna have signing day i mean Um, i've I've always told you that the the process is done by june though like these kids the official visits it goes to the dead period in july okay um so it's not like you're going to be visiting off campus in august Mm -hmm. i mean that those that group of players will have been finished with their process. They may have taken four or five or six official visits already by that point. So my thought is why not just let them sign in August, eliminate that in December where you don't have to worry about going around the country and entertaining and, and, and seeing these players. Okay. And let prospects take official visits during their junior year. I, I think there's a lot of things you can do um, to, to tinker this to not make December, because that's what we're talking about here. It's the month of December um, that has just run coaches into the ground with bowl game preparations, uh, the early signing day. If you have 25 commits in your class, theoretically your head coach should and will make 25 in-home visits over 17 days. Yeah, it, it, it's almost impossible to manage. I, and, and you could do it, Sif, to answer your question about, about preparation in August. Just mm-hmm. do it August 1. Because mm. it's not different between August 1 and August 8th. Okay. No, they're going to sign it or not yeah. going to sign. Okay. So you do it August 1. And most most of the time, you've not started yet. Right. There might be a school right. or two that plays in in week zero. <laughs> so if you did that, it would give you the opportunity. But the other thing that is, it is uh, uh, Sean, that is incredible for coaches, which is better, is when you can sign those guys early. Because the nightmare of just trying to keep everything going through the month of January out on the road recruiting, it's, it was horrific trying to keep a hold of those guys. It's like, no, just have it done. Yeah. They're signed and they're done. You'd be going to see them every week. and do it. it was 
It was, and, and the and the pressure was immense to to try to hold on to to during that time. So it's saying, but if they were signed in August. Also, with the, the, the good thing about being signed early was you knew where they were at. So if they didn't sign with you, yeah, I'm still interested. But I'm going to sign. You just moved on. You just you're like, hey, I'm we're done. Don't don't worry August. about him. August. Don't worry about him. But that but an earlier date, something has to be done. Because like I said this year, if you look, if you do the map, I think there was three bowl games on signing day. They were coaching in a yeah. bowl game. Yeah. And they had to sign on the their, early sign. Early sign and they had to sign their, their team. It's not, yeah. August, I guess you guys got me convinced. Well, and and Sean, just to put a Nebraska focus on it, we, we noticed last year in like March was a big visit month. Is that correct for Nebraska football? Yeah, so it goes they're in the dead period right now, Nick, until mm-hmm. the first weekend of March. Beginning then in March, you can start bringing prospects on your campus. So yeah. everybody in the country will start using their spring practices, particularly the weekends. But kids go on spring break, so on spring break you'll see a lot of prospects take visits and go to practices. And I mean, Nebraska brought in a, just a plethora of as many spring visitors as I've ever seen because that's the cycle now. Um, everything is kicked up a notch. And, you know, that's why I I think it would only make sense to allow official visits to begin at at a part during their junior year. Now, the one argument you can make is you're eliminating the entire senior year. And everybody that's played high school football and sports knows of people that have made massive jumps as seniors. And are those kids going to get left in the dust because everyone's racing to sign the best juniors, essentially? I mean, that's the one argument you can really make is, by speeding this up, you essentially eliminate any performance over the course of a senior year. But if you're a good coach that's patient, that has a process, you could possibly pick off some of those players and sign them maybe at the later signing day. But you have to have the spots uh, to obviously be able to do that too. Okay, put in perspective, Keona Wilhite. It looks like Nebraska's getting this Keona Wilhite from Arizona, Tucson, right, Sean? Yes. Uh, pass. Yep. I mean, as an edge guy, looks like the only edge guy in the class. If I'm not, if I'm reading this right, yeah. I mean, you, you look at uh, as a true edge, he's the only one they're going to bring in, and um, he. I would label him as a make room guy. I mean, they don't really have room guys. Their their numbers, you know what they are. They have. They're going to have to have a number of players on these NIL type scholarships. But Will Height is like, all right, we make room for this one because uh, he's a, a need player. Um, we would take him next year. We'd take him this year, and they, they you know, because of the situation at Washington, you know, they're going to get him. You know, the other one I want to mention is Kamir Prescott. Um, he at one point was one of their higher-rated safeties on the board from Philadelphia Northeast High School. Um, committed to Wisconsin right after he visited Nebraska. Well, then uh, parted ways with the Badgers before December signing day. And I don't know if there was an academic element there where he was not able to meet their admission standards at Wisconsin because uh, we've seen that happen over the years. But he was just kind of sitting there um, as a free agent. Um, Nebraska, we believe, will bring him in as well as essentially a walk-on with an NIL element. And that, to me, is a steal. I think he's as impressive as any of the defensive backs they'll bring in outside of uh, Mario Buford. Um, you know, obviously B- Buford's a really, really talented prospect, but uh, Kamir Prescott coming in as a walk-on is, is a huge steal if they're able to get that one done here this morning too. Sean, one last thing. You used the word plethora. Was that from Three Amigos? That was. That, was <laughs> I that don't even know. My, yeah, if that, my would, limited would you say South there's Omaha a, educated. They said there was a plethora of gifts. And I, I don't just have to know if you that. of a. Rolodex is Steve Sipple, because um, I'm, I'm not as fancy of a writer as Mr. Yes, Sipple over fancy. there. Uh, but that, that made my, uh, that made my uh, debut, my, um, 
my segment here on the ticket. I, I I appreciate that very much. And first thing I thought I go, Sean's watched Three Amigos, which is a great movie, <laughs> and they use the word <laughs> plethora in there, and that that Im- impressed me very very much. Sean yeah. Sean, last one before we let you go, really quickly here. Keona Wilhite looked to be last thing on him, fully going to UCLA. What what was the thing that kind of switched there, you know, flipped the switch late last week that started trending him to the Huskers. Well, I think after having his head coach at Washington, um, you know, go to Alabama, forcing him to reopen his process. And he's in Tucson, Arizona, by the way, and they mm-hmm. had a head coaching change. Um, yeah, I, I think the kid has been kind of burned by this whole thing. And here UCLA was going to get him. Um, you know, we, we believe he was a silent commit to the, the Bruins. Well, then Chip Kelly that week is interviewing for jobs and, um, he's still interviewing. I mean, I just saw a report before I came on. I believe Seattle um, has talked to Chip Kelly. Mm. Um, so Chip Kelly is still looking for offensive coordinator jobs to mm. leave a head coaching position at uh-huh. UCLA because uh-huh. he knows they want him out of there. And the only reason they're not firing him probably is they don't want to have to pay him. Um, or, or I don't know what the other reason would be. But um, I'm sure he looked at that and he's like, you know what, I want to go somewhere where I know the head coach is going to be there. And Chip Kelly does not appear like he's going to be at UCLA uh, much beyond 2024, if that. Yeah, Chip Kelly, 35 and 34 in his six years with the Bruins, one and one in bowl games. Yeah. Been to the LA Bowl and to the Sun Bowl. He's one and one in those games. Sean, appreciate the time as always. We'll go ahead and let you go, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. There he is, Sean Callahan, Husker Online. Good stuff there. So, Keona Wilhite, Kamir <clears throat> Prescott are the two names to watch for the Huskers today. Yeah, and how about UCLA steamrolling into the Big Ten? <laughs> well, well and, that, and that's what's... Are, are we surprised what, about... What the hell? Are, the are, are we surprised even be with this? Because we kind of saw this coming towards the end of the season where the writing was on the wall, that if it wasn't this season, it was more than likely going to be next year that Chip Kelly is going to get relieved of duties... Why, when you're making a shift into a new conference, would you not want to wipe the slate clean? Bill, help us, please. I mean, is is there any reason? I would imagine it goes so deep with with a lot of things. First of all, just just the payment of it to be able Mm -hmm. to do it. Also, that's a lot to do at one time. Bring in a new coach and change leagues. Mm. So somebody might be going, let's just see how this thing plays out. Mm. Let's let's let them. Mm. Remember at UCLA, they were a pretty good-looking football team. They were. When you watch them on film, especially especially defensively. Mm -hmm. Lost their defensive coordinator. They were, like I said, it's a— They did to USC. It's a very—it's one of those places where it's a tough school. Yep. uh, Because to to get people to to get into school is very, very difficult at UCLA. you wonder about fan engagement, right? Uh, out, yes. out, out in yeah. out in California yeah. like that. We've seen it even at places like USC lately. Um, but now UCLA's got some rebuilding to do. They lost Dante Moore. He chose to go to Oregon and be Dylan Gabriel's backup. Mm-hmm. And then he, they lost their defensive coordinator that was really talented. Like you said, Bill, he replaces Alex Grinch at USC. I mean, can you imagine Rule right now? If we're if we're, What would we be talking about? Yeah, Rule's interviewing with the Giants today. I mean, yeah, it'd be crazy. Yeah, so yeah. It, that could be a major setback. Oh, uh, yeah. It could, could be a major setback. And it, it could be a situation very much like like uh, Halfley at Boston College. Where we just kind of like, because Halfley also, his contract, doing some research on him, he's got one or two left. They didn't up him. So he's kind of like, you know what? Mm. Uh, this is going to be, they're trying mm-hmm. to do one thing, win six games there. That's their goal. And, and it's like, what am I banging my head? If I can get this job, if I can have this job in the NFL, I'll take this. I've already had, I have some banked money. 
if, if I do well in the NFL, probably have a chance to get back in at a different school. That's why that's why I'm, I'm surprised at, at all the conversation of Bill O'Brien. Which is going to happen, it looks like. It's not, but I'm shocked yeah. with it. Just the fact that you see someone like Halfley going, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't fired. Nothing to do with it. And then Bill O'Brien, who, because who, I feel right now, I will be shocked if Ohio State is not in the national championship game next year. Wow. I'll be shocked. Yeah. But Bill O'Brien yeah. looks like he's headed to Boston College and you would out think of Ohio State. Another man's trash is another yeah. man's yeah. treasure. Oh, how about that? You like how about that? that? <laughs> Sainert. Nice. Beautiful. Did okay. you just make that up? Is that new? I did, actually. I'll take credit Nick for it. Nick Sainert ran an Amigos at age 14. That's <laughs> yes, all you need That's all you need to know. He ran yeah. an Amigos. He ran the entire thing at age Here we 14. Go. Um, it's probably a bad look at Amigos on Amigos that we're saying all that. So. No, not really. Not necessarily. Not really. Okay, okay good. But they did. They spotted a star. Here we are. Yeah. Um, let's. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna do. We're gonna go a little bit later, longer on this segment, mm, as nice. we're gonna have Bill's thrills. Go. Are you ready? Do Bill? it. All right. Here. Play the music. We go. Some call him the most interesting man in the world. That is setting up the morel mushroom yes. bonanza. Oh, yeah. This is gonna be bonanza. Right. Mushrooms grow better with thunder and lightning. Others call him coach, but to everyone else. He's Bill. I want to get one of those military ab stimulators for us to wear during the show. You see, I sent it to you today. It's time for Bill's Thrills on Early Break. Sponsored by Dirk, Scott, and Ty at Mid-Plains Advisors. That is right. Bill's Thrills sponsored by Dirk, Scott, and Ty at Mid-Plains Advisors. Your ATMs, your cash cows. Is that correct? Yes, and I tell there you what, the market is good, and they are making money hand over <laughs> fist. They don't... I talked to him the other day. They don't know what to do with it all. Really? They're, yes, they're, they don't know what to do with it. They're, they're, they're buying all kinds of crazy things uh, like, just because they have the extra money. It feels and like also, the Reagan years over there. And, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like Reagan years. Yeah. And also, uh, they also said that they were willing to work. This is, this is something new, the program they put in. Hide your money. Hide your money from your wife. So you can get involved <laughs> and have a separate account so you can maybe or, or do, your girlfriend, yeah, or yeah, or your girlfriend, or both, or both. <laughs> <laughs> all right, keep that sorry. <laughs> but you get a chance to have a a, a stash account. Mm-hmm. So if also you want to you want to play some keno or get some donuts and no one knows about Kino. it, that you go you have a separate account. Yeah, you know, yeah. So also you'll be playing Quartermania. Yeah, exactly. If you're so if you're it's playing Quartermania, yeah. If you're playing Keno and stuff, this is a Keno player. Keno player. That's my I, point. Is I, I do enjoy Keno. It's yeah. nice to play it. Maybe someone doesn't know you're it doing it. It is. And so there's a way. So they're willing to set up an account that your wife or girlfriend will not know about. There's a hog, wi- idea. Yes. hog yeah. wild special going on right yes. now. Is there? Yep. So let's think about Good. that. Good job. All right. What do we so got? Like, like we, we're, we're hitting on the most important co- topic of the day, and that's Toby Keith. That's a good one. It's Toby Keith. I don't know. I, I the large error that I've made in my life is not pursuing hard enough to see him live and i never saw him live among uh, among uh, the other air yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yes among the list of airs the list of airs right. but but well, i mean we never he, did he's, he's in the running for the best performer of a, of songs that you would never turn off the radio he's got i went through his songs yeah. last night it's it's alarming it's alarming it's the number alarming. of songs i'm got nope nope i listened to it nope i listened to it it's insanity. Rip them. Rip them. It's insanity. Well, I, I'm going through, uh, that, well there, there's red, white, and blue. There, uh, is it 35-mile-hour uh, town, something of that, these things? Is that right? Nick? Like that? Uh, well, so, I mean, there's there's the, a lot of there, them. But, but, I mean, uh, 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 should have been a cowboy. Should have been a cowboy. see the red, white, and blue. Uh, I can't uh, say some of them. Um, red Solo Cup is a good red one. Red Solo Cup. That's an enjoyable one. 
How do you like me now is one. Beer like for my horses is one. I love one. beer for my horses. Yep. Uh, That's one of my go-to touch tunes. What's my bar song that that? What's the bar song? There's a bar song. It's I about, ain't as good as I once was. No, that's that's, that's, that's my all-time favorite. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, my point with with him was was incredible. So here, so I wanted to hit on that. I I my sister sent this to me last night, which I didn't know that he he's the one who discovered Taylor Swift. That's right. He discovered Taylor whoa, Swift. Whoa. I watched the video last night. She yep. must have been maybe 16 years old in if, the video. If that, if that, yep. she came to Nashville to sing and play songs. She plays by herself in front mm-hmm. of Toby Keith, and he instantly signs her to his record album. That's right. Really? So, so he's not only that great performer; wow. he also has selected the top performer probably in the last 50 years. Tamara with some good information. Some good information. So I want to end with this. NFL, get it right. NFL, get it right. They bring Taylor Swift in, like we've already talked about at halftime, Mm -hmm. and she sings Red, White, and Blue in honor of Toby Keith, in honor of Toby Keith at halftime because because he discovered her. Let me ask you guys this. How would Usher feel about it? It's one song. It's 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 a time where you go, how do you not? Toby Keith is it falls into that like ninety nine percent ninety nine nine likability. He's in that it, very slim percentage. He's in that very slim where someone goes, I don't know about him. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's gonna be Eric Church. I don't know. I love some people yeah. love him. I don't I like one of his songs. Yeah, there's, 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 Toby play that one. Keith is, is like he's like, you know what he is? America. America. Now, this is an incredibly good idea. You you know, you're you're right with with America because every July 4th, Toby Keith is blaring across the country. Yeah. He's he's amazing. I love listening. Can you imagine if, if, also, what would it do for Toby Keith's legacy if she sings this song? It's an incredible idea. She recovered, she was discovered by him. In the video, when you watch her, she goes, she goes, she talked about, she goes, she goes, I will always see Toby Keith and, and be like, oh, my God, that's Toby Keith. He's so far ahead of me always because of that. And then think of the viewers now that don't know who Toby Keith is. Right. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. They're 20-year-old, oh, sure. whatever. Yeah. They like, they really don't know who he is. No. But all of a sudden, they're going to go, hold it. This guy discovered Taylor. Who was this? And they start listening to his song, Retro, going backwards. The NFL, there's always time. There's never a wrong time no, to do the right the thing. I think this would be a case where Usher should defer. Now it's hard to ask him to do it. But but it's, it's one song. It's not he can still do his he'll thing. Steal the Could show, you imagine he'll if, steal if, the show? Can you imagine if she walked out and sang that oh song? Oh my god. Could you imagine? It'll be NFL, good for America. But listen, it'll, it'll America. Be, the the storyline would get twisted into the NFL wants the Chiefs to win because they brought Taylor Swift out. Ooh. I don't know. I think I think Plus, the world. You also have to you also Ooh. have to understand that Taylor Swift is going to be flying in last minute from She'll another be there. concert. She'll get there. Don't worry from, about from it. Another concert. She, her voice there. could be her voice could be shot. No, nope, she be won't. Done. She'll be fine. She just sings one she song. She won't. She won't come out. Plus, she won't come out. She'll come out in a red, white, and blue outfit. Yeah. America. She won't come out <laughs> in a Chiefs jersey. Incredible idea. All right. Don't. Yeah. I, I think you look for reasons. How does to, Goodell get this information from us? You you look for reasons to DM make. On Twitter. Yes. I think we'll you got to look for reasons to make it happen. Not, why would you not, not look not at it? Why it would you exactly? Why didn't I say, you know right. what? We had, this is an incredible situation. An incredible situation. He discovered Taylor Swift. Not hard to do. She can come in and sing one We've song. already talked about every Everyone talks about now that, that their daughters who are age nine are watching the Super Bowl because they want to see Taylor Swift. Yeah. So now imagine her singing, mm-hmm. singing like that, singing a song of Toby Keith's Red, White, and Blue, America. 
Goodell, text him, get a hold of him. If anybody has any connections to Goodell, please let us know. Speaking of, of Taylor Swift and, and younger, the younger generation watching because of her, especially the females, um, there's a prop bet out there for the sports bettors on how many times Taylor Swift's going to be shown during the game. And how about this, guys? I saw, I saw this. A survey estimates that 67.8 million adults in the United States are going to wager on the Super Bowl. Oh. For a total of around $23.1 billion <laughs> on Sunday. Cash Would it not cash be a time flow. to have <laughs> I a we, secret we, stash? We already said that Taylor, I, I said it on the air that Taylor Swift should be doing a song because of the popularity with the mm-hmm. youth and it, it, it involves new people to, to, to grow your brand. Now she does it with Toby Keith. And it's not it, and it's not one of those situations where it's like, well, we're just trying to make ourselves look cool. He discovered her. Right. It's a brilliant idea, and I think it could be unifying for our country. I hate to play that card, but I think it could. I would be. There. Who, wouldn't, who wouldn't watch that? <laughs> Nick, don't look can, at me can, like can that. Can you imagine? I'm, that's not political. We're Bella, would you watch that? Would you I'm watch Taylor Swift sing? Yeah. No, we're not walking a fine line. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we're fine. There would a great be, idea. There would be <laughs> billions of watchers. Billions. It's a great idea. Yes. Billions of watchers. Now, so the, the, it would steal the show, and that's... Yeah. I, I mean, that's probably what you'll want. Don't overthink it, Roger. Just do yeah. this. S- simple. DM him on Twitter. You got a lot of followers. Okay. Just well, DM, I think, DM I, him I, on you Twitter. know what, right now? I think the breakers could start right now. Could start hitting up Goodell. Hitting up Goodell. Let's let's make a push from we'll make we're gonna make the push from right here on O Street to and if, get this and if, done. And if you're and if it's your idea that causes this, it won't be bad for our show. No, it'd be good for the show. <laughs> What if all of a sudden the three of us get whisked off in a plane? Hey, we could get hey, whisked. All this, yes. Oh, we just get imagine whisked. us getting picked up. The Duncan Aviation. They're, they're We're Duncan Aviation. They're, they're we got we got three we got uh, we got three duffel bags. Yeah. You guys gonna so, we go see James. Taylor Swift. <laughs> T Swift. Sweet. We're, We're in a suite. We're in a suite with Swifty. No biggie. No biggie. No, no big whoop. <laughs> they, they show Taylor Swift on the TV and it's built right next to right. me. Hey, Hold it. Who's next? Simple. Bush. Why is Bush next to Taylor Swift? Well, he Simple's talks, in the background. He's, like, he's in the background. He's in the background. That's Nick. He's eating a Reese's he's, peanut butter he, cup. I was just saying, uh, I took a picture of that, by the way. Oh, don't take so, unauthorized pictures. I, 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 yeah. We don't do that. We here. don't do that. Sorry. Sorry. Come on. That's unauthorized. That's unauthorized. Yeah. We're, we're going to move Let on. Let us know. What do the people think? <laughs> I don't know if you want People are fired up on the text line. All right. Mm. Decisive, they say. We'll revisit. Not unifying. Decisive. Decisive. Divisive. Divisive. Let's do a song of the day coming up next. And you ran amigos. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.